<laughs> All right, so the title of today's message is The Two Decrees. And I'm going to read the scripture on both of these two decrees, but I'm only going to talk about one today, and you'll see as we go. So Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, if you'll stand with me as we read the word. John baptizes Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized you and you're coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then if you go over to the next passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 26, the institution of the Lord's Supper. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that as we go through these passages of Scripture today, that, Lord, our hearts would be stirred with a passion for who you are and what you're doing. Lord, that we would desire, Lord, to be baptized. We desire, Lord, to have communion with you, Lord, to have fellowship with you, that, Lord, our hearts would be stirred like never before. Father, we thank you for this opportunity today to discuss these topics of your word, these decrees that you have given to us to do. And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Baptism and communion. These are the two decree, decrees or ordinances that we're to have in our lives. Can I hear an amen? amen. Jesus, Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus established them. And so we need to follow through with them also. Amen. So there must be significance to them if these are decrees that Jesus is giving to us to follow, amen? So we've got to follow these things. There's a strong significance to them. And today we're, we're going to focus on baptism because as we come through talking about salvation, I think for the last month and a half I've talked about salvation and what it means to us. The next step when you get saved, after you get saved is what? You can say it really loud. Get baptized, amen, baptized in water. The New Century Version of the Bible, it says, interpretation, it says in Matthew 3, 15, let it be this way for now. We should do all things that are God's will, amen? We should do all things that are God's will. And so baptism is what? It's God's will that you be baptized. And, and it, it, it's more than just getting dunked in water it's repent of our sins amen and how many of you ever sinned some of you won't raise your hand no matter what i know that <laughs> but romans three twenty three says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god amen everybody sinned and then in romans six twenty three it says the wages of sin is death that's the penalty death which is you know, I, I, I'm sure that Adam thought it was instant death. You know, because God said, if you eat it, you'll die. And so, but when Adam ate it, well, when he saw Eve eat the fruit, she didn't die. And he's like, hey, give me a piece of that. And then he ate it. And then he didn't die. But what happened is that their eyes were open to sin. Their eyes were open to what was evil. And, and then he looked, he said, oh my gosh, you're naked. 
And she said, well, you're naked too. And so they hid. See, everything, sin came into the world at that point because they, they did what they weren't supposed to do. They ate of that fruit. And so um, Jesus comes and he's not a sinner because he never sinned, right? But he's born in the flesh. And see, that sin nature is passed down to all of us. So Jesus saw that I need to be baptized too. Even though he's never sinned, he's like, I need to follow through what we're asking everybody to do. He modeled it for us. And I just want to encourage you today, what God has asked us to do, that you model it through, amen? That you don't shrink back from what God is calling us to but that you do it, amen? You get baptized in water. You take Holy Communion, amen? That you remember what Jesus has done for us because Jesus, he came and he said, I'm gonna fulfill all righteousness. I'm gonna be baptized in water. And you know, the the thing of it is, is that the repentance comes and we do it. We get baptized in water. And, And the seed of God came to Mary who was a virgin, and she brought forth a son and named him Jesus, amen. And and this just lets us know that we all, everybody say all, need to be baptized in water. Jesus did it, we need it. And and I'm gonna read to you Romans 6 out of the Message Bible. I'm gonna probably talk a lot while I read it because I got so excited reading this this week. I'm just like, man, this is incredible stuff. But... Beginning Romans 6, verse 3, out of the message, it says, that's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we're lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. We're buried with Christ, amen? We are buried. And then when we're raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. We're resurrected. Everybody say resurrected. So we go down, we die We died just like Jesus did. You know, this is what it symbolizes. But when you think of it, when I'm I'm getting baptized in water and I'm dying, what am I dying to? Myself, my own nature, my human flesh, my fleshly nature. And and I'm, I'm going under and then I'm being resurrected in Christ. And, you know, I think people, we take it too lightly with what we're doing. We don't take it to heart that my nature, my sin nature is dying. My flesh is dying. We think we just do it because, hey, everybody's getting baptized. Let's get baptized. No, man, you got to come with a death in your heart. I'm dying. My flesh is being done away with. I am done. I am done with this life. Amen. I'm done living the way I've been. I am done. I'm not satisfied living my life this way. But I want to be alive coming out of that water. I want to be alive in Christ. Amen. I'm excited. I'm going to be alive. Amen. Hallelujah. What does it say? It says, each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace sovereign country we can see we're not blind amen when we get baptized in water we come up out of that water we're alive amen we're not blind and so the old way of living is like i I can't have anything to do with you i can't have anything to do with my that anger that i had i can't have anything to do with those habits i had i can't have anything to do with the Uh, frustrations of life. No, I'm not that person anymore. I can't talk the way I used to talk. I got to live for Jesus now. I'm baptized in Christ. I've been resurrected in Christ. Next next slide, please. He says, "Could, could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross. To the cross. It was nailed to the cross, amen, with Christ. A decisive end to that sin, miserable life. It's nailed there. So it doesn't get any easier than that. It doesn't get any better than, well, as he said, can it be any clearer? We are no longer captive to sin's demands, amen? You're not captive, you're free. When you're in Christ Jesus, you're baptized, you are free. You are free, everybody say free. Free. 
We're not bound any longer. We've been set free, amen? And we just got to receive it. We've got to believe it. We can't stay contained. We can't stay attached to it. You know, I, I just... I was just thinking about a, a guy that he was homeless. And he was just so attached to his homelessness. But this lady took him in. She was 82 years old. She took him in. And I said, Give away your tent. It's, but it's mine. He had a tent set up over on Park Ridge. There was mounds of dirt. In the middle of those mounds of dirt, there were some trees. And he had his tent under them trees. I said, give that spot away. But that's my spot. I said, and it'll always be your spot. It'll always be something you're attached to unless you give it away. It's just like when, when I quit smoking, man, I, I went, I found a dumpster. I gave, I threw all my cigarettes in that dumpster. I did not want to, to hold on to that. But I know people that they keep a pack of cigarettes just in case, Robert just in case they need to go back to that, you know? And just in case they need to have a cigarette. And it's just like people will keep some stash of drugs or something for a just-in-case moment. Your just-in-case moments get, need to die when we go down in that water, amen? That, when we're resurrected, we're resurrected without those things. It's just like John Harkey said to that woman a few weeks ago. He said, your addiction is in your purse. The Lord wants it. And she walked back. She got the cigarettes out of her purse and she threw them on the altar. And he started, it said it started a flood of people just getting rid of those things that they were addicted to. And they left them on the altar. You see, when you go down in that water and you come up, you are no longer the same, amen? No longer captive to sin's demands. And so we've got to destroy that thing that we've been holding on to. We can't keep that little side thing going. We can't keep that tent out there in that field. We can't keep that pack of cigarettes in a storage. We can't keep that battle of alcohol up on the, uh, in the cupboard up there. We got to get rid of it all. I remember, you know, because people give you um, fancy bottles of alcohol, you know. You never drink it. But they're, they're, they're those fancy bottles, you know, and you put them on a shelf, you put them in your, your display thing, you know, and, and you don't, you've never drank that alcohol. But I remember when we got saved, when we came back to Jesus, man, I went home and I dumped away all those fancy bottles. I not only dumped out the alcohol, I threw the bottles out. You know, I got rid of all that stuff. I remember when we got saved, you know, when I came to the Lord when I was 18, and man, I just, I, I had all these albums of music that would just lead your soul astray. They do, man. There's music out there that just leads you astray and because it glorifies the things of the enemy. And I remember, man, getting rid of all them albums, getting rid of all that music. You know, and as I said a few months ago, you know, we get rid of all that music when we're young, when we're on fire for Jesus. But then as we get older, I will not go to one of those concerts where, you know, they're, um, somebody's bringing back that music, you know. I won't go to them. You know, even though I listened to it as a kid, I won't go to it because I threw that stuff away, amen. I went down in that water and I came up. I was resurrected in Christ. That stuff died in the water, amen. That stuff died in the water. I got rid of all semblance of stuff. I dumped out all the alcohol. I went home that night, man. I just dumped out everything. Well, I didn't do it that night. I did it to the next night because I got up the next morning, Monday morning, and I'm driving to work and I reach under my seat because I always carried a carton of cigarettes because, listen, I smoked two to three packs of cigarettes a day. I was a heavy smoker and I reached down under my seat to grab a pack of cigarettes 
And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, you don't have to do that anymore. You've been set free. Man, I pulled over and I cried. And I cried and I cried. And the Holy Spirit filled my car. And I just wept and I wept until I, I could get my composure together to actually go down the road again. And I went and I got I threw out my cigarettes in a dumpster. I went into the shop. I told every employee in our company what had happened to me over the weekend. And then I was dead to those things now. I was so sorry if I ever said anything that offended to him. And I just cried from every person. I said, I'm done with that life. I'm sorry if I ever did anything or said anything that offended you. I'm alive in Jesus today. I just want you to know Jesus came to me and he set me free over the weekend. I just want you to know, that's what I told every person. I've been free, amen. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. We never die. Amen. Jesus beat death. I mean, my physical body will give out, but my soul and my spirit shall rule and reign with Jesus Christ. Amen. It is never going to die. You know, even as Billy Graham said, if somebody tells you I died, don't believe them. He said, I've just changed the addresses. Amen. When we're alive in Jesus Christ, death has no end for us. We're alive in Christ. Amen. Next slide. Never again will death have the last word. Never again. Everybody say never. never. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. Amen. Into the pit of hell. He took it down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. It means nothing to you. Amen. God speaks your mother tongue. I mean, Raul's and Philomena, your mother tongue is, is French. That's what you grew up with. That's what you know. That's what you pray in when you're not praying your heavenly language. But God speaks your mother tongue. And you hang on every word, every word. You hang on it. You live it. You breathe it. Amen. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did for us. Next slide. So that means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give sin a vote. Don't leave that as an option. Don't leave that as a choice that you can go back to. Don't go back to your anger. Don't go back to your frustration. Don't go back to your addictions. Sin has no vote, amen? It has no vote. It has no place in our lives, amen? We've been set free by the power of the blood of Jesus. Don't even run, look at this, don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Don't, don't run those errands. Don't say, oh, pastor, I can't be at church today. I gotta run an errand. If everybody came to church, every said this place would be full. But so many people are running errands that are connected with their old way of life. Otherwise, they'd be in church. They desire to be in church. They'd have to be in church. Yeah. He says, throw yourselves wholeheartedly and fulfill. Remember that you've been raised from the dead. Amen. You've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. It can't tell you how to live. It does not have a hold on you. It can't say to you, oh, I need a drink right now. It can't do that. Sin has no hold on you. After all, you're not living under the old tyranny any longer. You're living under the, in the freedom of God. You are living in the freedom of God. Amen. You're not under that tyranny of that old stinking devil. You're alive in Christ right now. Amen. You are alive in Christ. So many times, like I said, people get baptized 
and they go through this passage because this is what we teach at a baptism class. They've been taught this, but you know, as we go, we forget this. We forget what he said and, and they keep their old ways close. Remember John Harkey, he preached the message living close to the well, living close to the well. We need to live close to the well of God. Spring up, oh well, amen, in my soul. Remember that song? Spring up, oh well, within my soul. Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well. Splish, splash, amen. <laughs> and give to me that life of liberty. I think, I don't know, that set me free. I forget the song. Huh? Abundantly, amen, abundantly. The, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give us life and life more abundantly, amen. We, that's the well we need springing up. But when we keep our old ways close, when we don't get rid of the old ways of doing things, um, they come back and they come alive again. And then we gotta kill them again. And then people get baptized again. You know, get rid of the stash, amen? Jesus was all in. And that's where we need to be, all in. And he had John baptized him to fulfill the plans that God has for all of mankind. Amen, repent and be saved. Jesus just reaffirmed the message that John had. He didn't do away with it. Matter of fact, Jesus said, repent and be baptized. That was his message. Jesus told people, repent and be baptized. And he had his disciples doing the baptizing, amen? That's what we need to do. But Jesus, everybody say, but Jesus, he came with a new baptism. One not of the flesh, but of the spirit, amen? A baptism that involves fire, a fire that purifies, amen? Man, when you, when you put something in that fire, it gets pure, amen? It burns up all the junk on it. It totally um, cleans it out. A fire burns up the junk. A fire that burns up the stuff that's not of God. That's what that fire does, that baptism. The fire that sets you on a course of living in the spirit and not in the flesh, amen? This is what Jesus desired. This is that, that baptism. He said, oh, man, he says, I can't wait for the fire to come. He desired for that fire to come upon us, amen? But do we still need to get baptized in water? Absolutely. We need to follow in the steps that Jesus did, amen? Remember when he got baptized. Oh, I love it. When he got baptized, God the Father spoke. God spoke. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God spoke. I mean, when you get baptized, you know, God will speak to you, amen? I know he will. I, mean, I know I've told you before, but I, I just, I get so excited when I talk about baptism and I, and I think of Lorraine. She told me, Pastor, I can't get baptized. The doctor told me not to get my eyes wet. I said, okay. I said, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll just go straight down with you. I won't dunk you this way. I'll just go straight down with you and I'll stop right here. She said, you do that for me? I said, yes, and we'll call it good. She said, okay. So she came down into the water. The, the tank's right there. It's right behind the screen. And she came down in that water and I got my hand on her head and the Holy Spirit came into that tank. I'm not kidding. I didn't do it. But she all of a sudden, she went down to the bottom of the tank. I'm like, oh. I, I, I pulled her up. I said, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know, I, I didn't push you down. And the Holy Spirit hit her again. And down she went again. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I pulled her up out of that water. I'm like, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. And she's crying. And she's like, I can see clearly now. You know, the Lord healed her eyes. You know, he, he did it. He did it. He just said, bam. I said, wow. She... Uh, 
And she went down twice, man. I, I was trying not to laugh because I didn't do it, man. I, I didn't do it. She went down that bottom. I pulled her up as fast as I could. I'm like, I didn't do it. Bam! I, I didn't do that one either. <laughs> That's the Holy Ghost on you. You know, when he flows, when he does, man, he shows up in that tank. Amen? He shows up in that water. But I come, and you should come. When you're getting baptized, you should come expecting, amen? You should come believing. Oh, man, my life's changing today. I'm getting baptized in water. I put a sign-up sheet out there. You want to get baptized, we'll do it November 13th. You know, I put a list of what to bring. You want to get baptized, man, come ready, amen? And, and when, when Jesus was there, he come up out of that water. It says the spirit aligned on him. The Holy Spirit filled him, overflowing. You know, I mean, there's no, no account of Jesus speaking in tongues, but I bet he did. I would, I would bet he did. He come up out of that water and, and John said, I see the Holy Spirit. He, it, it wasn't a dove that landed on him, but it was like a dove that just descended on him and just filled him. And Jesus, when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, there was no measure, no measure. He had it all so that when he laid hands on people, he sent them out. They did miracles. They cast out demons. They raised the dead. They had this power from Jesus, from the Spirit, to the point that in John chapter 14, it says that Jesus said, let me get it out of my Bible. I know what it says, but I, I'm too excited. I got to read it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so good. But he said, John 14, verse 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love him, do what he says. Amen. Keep his commandments. And then 16, it says, I will pray the Father and he'll give you another helper and he may abide with you forever. So the helper is the Holy Spirit that he's given to us, amen, that will be with us forever. And then he says, the spirit of truth, verse 17, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. See, now when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit without measure, the Holy Spirit dwelt with them in the form of Jesus. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says, he dwelt with you. But now, because Jesus was going away, he was going to send the Holy Spirit back to be in us. And, and as it says there, it says, I'm going to give you another helper, the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. So the Holy Spirit never leaves you. He never leaves you. He's always with you. He goes where you go he, and, he, and he hears what you hear. He hears what you say. He's always with you, amen? The Holy Spirit is with you. He never leaves you. Now you may, like I said earlier, you may, a few weeks ago, you may walk away from God. You may walk out of the hand of God. You may not want anything to do with it, but it never says that the Holy Spirit will leave you. I backslid so bad. And you know what? I could still pray in tongues. Man, the Spirit would come on me and I would pray in tongues. You know why? He'll never leave me. He'll never leave me. He never leaves us. He never leaves us. He's always with us. He's always with us. Whew. There's something to be said about being baptized in water and the Spirit. Amen. Don't stop short of what God wants to do in you and through you, amen? He has a plan. Acts 1.5, it says, Jesus refers to John's baptism and to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's so important to wait for the Holy Spirit to fill you, amen? And then in Acts 1.8, it says that we'll be baptized with the Spirit to empower us to be a witness, we get filled 
not just so we can pray in tongues, but so we can be a witness. We get filled so we're empowered to do miracles, amen? We get filled so that we don't have to be quiet anymore. We get filled so that we can be like Peter, Peter and stand up on the day of Pentecost and preach what Jesus had said. We can remind people of the words of Christ, amen? We can share it from the mountaintops. We can shout it out. We don't have to be afraid, amen? Because we have this power which is inside of us, amen? Which is of the God and not of man. And then Romans 6 says we're baptized in water to be dead from sin. We're dead to sin. Everybody say dead. Dead. We're dead to sin. So both are necessary, the water and the spirit, amen. And we can't miss out on either. We need them both. Being baptized in water is more than just showing others that we're in Christ. It's a prophetic act of what's going on in your life. And it's necessary. The baptism of the Spirit helps you walk out Jesus in your life, amen? You come alive in Christ and walk out the things of the Spirit in your everyday life. You're walking it out every day. You're filled with the Spirit. Now you have the fruit of the Spirit. You have this love, this joy, this peace, this kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control going on in your life. Amen? So that when, listen, you have this fruit in you. And trouble comes your way. You have this fruit in you, Victoria. And you find out this morning that your aunt and uncle couldn't make it out of a building that exploded. And where do you go? You come here. You come to that altar. I I just watched you this morning. Because most people wouldn't have come. You jumped. You jumped and jumped and jumped and jumped and jumped. You raised your hands. You danced before the Lord today. Because you know who God is. You know who he is. And, And you know his peace in being in the house of God. You know who he is. And so you run to him. You run to him. And that's what we've got to start doing. We've got to start running to Jesus like, no, man, I've been through a tough time. I'm just going to stay home today. The fruit comes on so alive inside of you that there's evidence of a transformed life so that when somebody offends you, you don't get mad. You love them. You love them. You just... You know, <laughs> somebody, uh, I, I'm really against abortion, okay? If you don't know, I am. I'm, I'm totally against abortion. If you don't want to get pregnant, don't play around. Abstain. Oh, what about the ones that get raped? Like 1% of all abortions are about that. So don't even go there with me. There was a guy that they said we need to vote for because he's for woman's rights, the right to choose. And I said, it was on Facebook, it's public. I said, not my vote. So some lady jumped in on on me to... You know what I said? God bless you. I didn't argue it. I didn't say, oh, go kill more babies. I didn't, I didn't. I just said, God bless you. And then she put, well, God bless you too. See, you can keep the argument going or you can show the love of God. I thought, you know what? I'm dead to my flesh. I'm going to show the love of God. I'm going to shine with Jesus. Shine, Jesus, shine. Shine. We used to sing that song. Remember that, Tim? Shine, Jesus, shine. Yeah, I'm in a singing mood today. Hallelujah. (laughs) But you have the spirit. You have fruit. You have this fruit inside of you. And that's what we need to reveal. We need to reveal the love of God. Because, Richard, people just want to be loved. People are making mistakes all around us. You probably made some mistakes this week, but we're not here to judge you. We're here to love you. Yes. Amen? But, it, but listen, if you're going to continue in a path of sin, 
I'm not going to judge you, but I am going to confront you. Why? Well, because you're in here professing Christ. And if you're going to profess Christ, you're dead to that stuff you've been doing. And he said, but the Bible says, judge not. Unless you say if you're the household of God and you're living like the devil, then you need to be confronted. You're like, uh, some more people will leave now. (laughs) I'm just telling you the truth. That's what the Bible says. You can't confess Christ and live like the devil. You're dead to that. You get baptized in water, you're dead to it. You're alive in Christ. Water baptism is an act that decrees and declares that you're being transformed and not the same person. Everybody say not. You are sanctified, you are justified, you are regenerated, you're renewed, transformed child of God that walks in the power of the Holy Spirit never to be the same again. That's what John Harkey, when he lays hands on the people, he he always finishes with never to be the same again. Amen. Never to be the same again. You are the light of the world and you are to not hide under a bushel. You're to take it off and shine. It's your time to shine. It's your time to reveal Christ to the world. Amen. And let your light shine before men. Take off your mask and let everybody know you serve Jesus. It's time to shine. You are holy. You are a saint. Amen. You are washed in the blood of the lamb and God declares you to be his child. Therefore, you have the rights of a son or of a daughter. Amen. You have the inheritance of a son and daughter. You're not just someone in the church. You are a child of God and he loves you and he has sent forth promises pertaining to your life. Amen. You shall be blessed and not cursed. Amen. You are alive in Christ. And the baptism will purify your doings and your thinking. Amen. I think we should all get baptized. We should just do it again, man. We should all just... I told Delonda, man, I don't know where I was at, but I can't remember my baptism. I just want to do it again. You're like, you're the pastor. I don't care. I still want to do it again. Baptisms are essential to our walk with the Lord. The water and the spirit. Water and the spirit. Everybody say water. Water. The spirit. Spirit. These are not an option for us, amen? If you need to get baptized, there's a sign-up sheet right out there. I'm going to do it November 13th. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it. And then when I'm done, somebody's going to do me. I'm just going to do it again. I I want to remember it. I know, man, the Holy Spirit's going to be right there with me. I don't care if we all just walk through the tank. I'm good with that. Just bring a change of clothes. And a towel. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, just sign up today. There's a list of what to bring. That's November 13th. But listen, but to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, fire we can do that today we don't have to wait we can do that right now Acts chapter 2 verse 1 when the feast of Pentecost came they're all together in one place without warning There was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through the ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. Amen. They all began to speak in other tongues. Everybody say all. Understand this. Speaking in tongues is not the gift. The gift is the Holy Spirit. Now, there is a gift of tongues, but that's not what we're talking about. The gift of tongues 
is coupled with interpretation. That publicly, if I spoke in tongues to you, then I would interpret it to you. Amen. I'm not talking about the gift. I'm talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the result of them being filled with the Holy Spirit is that they all spoke in other tongues. Everybody say all. The Holy Spirit fills you. You open your mouth and begin to speak and your heavenly language will flow. Now listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't open your mouth. The Holy Spirit doesn't make your mouth move. You begin to speak by faith, amen, and the Holy Spirit will fill you. It's that simple. So today, you know, because Ephesians says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And it means constantly be filled. So I would like us all to stand today. I would like us all to come to the front. I would like us all to be filled today. Amen. I, you might say, well, I'm filled. Well, get refilled. We need to be filled and filled and filled. Amen. Some for the first time and some for the hundredth time. We just need to be filled. Amen. We just need to let the Holy Spirit just fill us overflowing. Come on. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you to repeat a prayer after me. We're just going to invite the Holy Spirit in. Then I'm going to pray for you. And then when I'm done praying for you, we're all going to speak in tongues. Okay. Everybody say all. Uh, We're all going to speak in tongues. Amen. It won't hurt. You just open your mouth and begin to speak. If you don't know what to say, just let it come. (laughs) It's just going to flow. It's just going to flow today. There we go. I'm going to sneeze. Then we'll pray. (laughs) all right here we go ready to repeat after me dear heavenly father i thank you for your son jesus i thank you that he died for me and that he rose from the dead jesus wash me today cleanse me from all unrighteousness Give me the gift of the Father, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me today. Release in me today my heavenly language. Fill me overflowing. Holy Spirit, come in me today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, you hear the cry of our hearts today. We desire the Holy Spirit. We desire to have a heavenly language. We desire to pray, God, like never before in the Spirit. God, I pray today that you fill every person here today overflowing and abundantly, God, that it just rained down on us, Father. That, Lord, that the Holy Spirit, we just invite you into our lives. We know that the word declares you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us. So we need you. We need you to empower us today. We need you to give us that power today. We need you to give us that love and a soundness of mind today. Holy Spirit, rain down on us, rain down on us. Oh, just fill us overflowing today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Now just open your mouth and begin to pray in the spirit. Delanda, just go lay hands on people, Delanda. Richard, lay hands on people today. Delanda, go lay hands on people. Just fill us. Fill us today, Holy Spirit. Yeah, just give us that language today, Lord. We glorify you, God. We exalt you, Lord. Yeah, 
Let it flow, God. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us. Yes, speak. Speak through us today, Holy Spirit. Oh, we glorify you, God. We glorify you, God. As it said in 1 Timothy 1, 7, stir up, stir up the gift of God inside of you, the gift of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Just fill us, Lord, fill us, Lord, fill us today. Fill us, Lord, fill us, Lord. Jeanette, go lay hands on people. Barbara, lay hands on people. Hey, Bobby, lay hands on people, Bobby. Mark, lay hands on people. Bobby, Bobby, lay hands on people. Betty, lay hands on people. Maggie, lay hands on people. Yeah, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough today, God. Breakthrough today, God. Breakthrough today, God. Yay, let it just flow, God. Yeah. Monica, why don't you lay hands on those three young ladies right there? Yeah, Philomena, go lay hands on people. Yeah, Philomena, go lay hands on people. Yeah, let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Yeah. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Yeah. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Fire. Fire. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, We glorify you, God. We glorify you, God. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yeah. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Holy fire, holy fire, holy fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. The word declares that if you ask for the spirit, he's not going to give you a stone. You ask for the spirit, he'll fill you. Amen. It's what he does. He fills you. So as we've asked today, you just got to believe that he has filled you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Yeah, hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this today. We thank you, Lord, for empowering us today. Releasing your spirit into us, Lord. Yeah. Filling us with your love and a sound mind, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Just continually fill us, Lord. Continually empower us, Lord. We can walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh, God. Our flesh is dead. The spirit is alive. Yeah. We glorify you, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God.